0: (laughs) Hey, I'm Sherry and I'm Marty. Tired of hearing bad news everywhere you turn? Well, we are. We're taking a little journey back to simpler times. Come along for the ride as we share some of our fun childhood memories. Might even jog some of your memories too. Mm, I don't know, Marty. My memory lane is like a cul-de-sac these days. Hey, that is not going to stop us. Come join us for Just Just Jiggle Jiggle the the Handle. handle. Well, hey, Sherry. Hey, Marty. How's it going? Uh, It's going great. You know, I was wondering if you had any basic fears when you were growing up.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, I have several. Some of them I've outgrown. But others I've just carried on with me. But of course, living in, in Los Angeles, one of the big ones is earthquakes, you know, so right. that, and that's a real one. So I, I kind of let myself have that one. But I had others that weren't so practical, like we lived in the San Fernando Valley, which is part of Los Angeles. And there's a giant mountain range between the San Fernando Valley and the Pacific Ocean. But I had seen this episode of Family Affair, where there was some rumor that there was going to be a tidal wave and um, Buffy and Jody were really worried because if there was a tidal wave and they lived in New York in a big high rise and, and that they would be wiped out. And Uncle Bill assured them that they would, first of all, there was going to be no tidal wave, but because they lived in this high rise, they would be safe. And we lived in a single level house. So I tried to tell my mom that we really need to move to a high rise, which there are none in or were none in San Fernando Valley, but... In case there was a tidal wave. And so my mother, God love her and God rest her soul. Being the comforter that she was. (laughs) Exactly. And I think I was, I don't know what year that came out, but I mean, Family Affair was on the air, but I'm thinking it was probably 67 or 68. I I was only five or six years old, probably. But she said, Sherry, we're not going to have a tidal wave. We're going to be fine. But if we did, it would have to be so huge to come over the Santa Monica Mountain, that range of mountains, that you wouldn't even know would hit you. It would just take us out. And somehow I wasn't <laughs> comforted by that. I don't I don't know why,
0: hmm, but I can't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: I'm sure I've given a therapist lots of job security with those kinds of comforting. <laughs> Words that I <laughs> that I got when I was a
0: child. So that was a big one. And then,
1: well, why don't you tell me one of yours so I don't burglarize the conversation on this? But I've got a, I've got another one that's a good one.
0: Oh, good. You know, I grew up in the Cold War, and we were taught to duck and cover, and all, all the safe things. And if radiation came, we would hopefully have a pile of newspapers to tape to the windows, which was going <laughs> to solve everything I'm sure but there was a family down the street it was just a couple blocks down from where our house was and they had a bomb shelter in their basement Wow which I thought was so that's when it kind of became real and they had all these supplies and they had built it in their basement it was made of cinder blocks and they were prepared in case we got nuked and I just for one thing I thought that was very cool. And another thing I thought, well, this is great because if we do get a nuclear attack, I'll just come down and stay with them. Not for a minute thinking that they would not let me in. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, we were casual friends, you know. I'm pretty sure this tiny little six by six little basement closet or whatever it was, was not built to accommodate my family of five. She didn't say that. Yeah. And it was comforting to know it was there. Because probably. Exactly. Uh, Because that's where I was going to run. If we got a bomb warning, I was just going to run down. And you could probably take them out. Right? I mean, you know. I was eight. I doubt no, it. Yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> a feast or famine, right? I, I would have tried. Yeah. No, no. I, did, I didn't think it would be a problem. You know, they've got one. Why shouldn't I go Yeah. On? It didn't occur to me until a decade later that they probably wouldn't see it that way.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys never had to, the situation never happened where you had to. Me
0: too. It would really upset me if my friend wasn't really my friend. Yeah. That would have been
1: awkward after the, yeah. after the attack. So awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I had, um, I was also worried about the sun or the moon falling out of the sky. Oh, interesting. And uh, that... What caused that? I don't know. I just, things that are bigger than me scare me. Like the ocean <laughs> that are, that seem like a lot, like, you know, I mean, gravity, that whole thing. I mean, it's... I'm still not
0: sure I buy all of it,
1: you know? I mean, it's just... Stuff's just <laughs> hanging around
0: up there or... Now, had you seen a movie or oh, did something initiate this fear? I bet I saw some Outer
1: Limits or something. I bet I saw mm. something, but I can't recall. I just... Things like you know, like when you see an airplane in the air and you think, "How is that thing up in the air?" As a kid, mm-hmm. I and uh, yeah. I kind of think that way still. Don't tell anybody, but <laughs> true. Forget too. the whole aerodynamics <laughs> and all that. But I mean, the sun's just there, and we don't know how long. And or when they would say, "Oh yeah, the the sun's going to burn out in a gazillion years or something," I would I would worry about that stuff that wasn't going to happen in. You know, and my mom would say, well, you'll be dead by then, so it doesn't matter. But somehow, that again, that wasn't comforting, the old, well, oh, when that happens, you'll be already be dead. So,
0: okay. yeah,
1: I mean, I wasn't prepared for
0: that. I don't know that parents realize how kids interpret what they... The comfort is not there. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I d- and don't... I also
1: remember being worried that my mom was going to die. I was. And too. she would say, I'm not going to die. I am not going to die. Now, why did you think your mom was going to die? I don't know, but I was terrified that I, like, I didn't want to go to school. I thought if I wasn't there to make sure she was okay. And, oh, wow. and I remember when I grew up. And we talked about it. And I said, you know, mom, that was pretty risky because you could have died. And she said, but I didn't. She said, I figured the chances (laughs) of me not dying were better than the chances of me dying. And it made you feel better to just hear me say, I'm not going to die. And I remember being just comforted by that. So she came up with some good ones,
0: you know. Well, see, I had the same fear because I was reading all this stuff about, and I'm talking probably in junior high school, all the articles that were coming out about smoking causing cancer. And I was reading these horribly graphic stories of what happens to people's lungs and how miserable the death from cancer is. And I was so worried about my mom dying from cancer. And I could not convince her. I don't know that I ever said, I don't want you to die. But I kept trying to get her to stop smoking. And in my mind, it was because she's going to leave us if she keeps smoking. Well, you know, who has the last laugh? She lived to the age of almost 91, chain smoking the whole Wow. But that didn't stop me from, I mean, I was just always afraid of that.
1: Well, and I had a smoking fear with my mom also, and I got in huge trouble because, I don't know if you remember, but there was a commercial that was on that showed if you only smoked a certain amount of the cigarette, it would cut your chances of getting cancer by Hmm. whatever. So I took a pack of my mom's L&M cigarettes, and I dumped them all out, and I drew a line on the white part of the cigarette. to let her know And it was only like a quarter down from where you would light it. So if you only smoked Uh, that, or maybe it was half or something, but I put a line on each one and then I carefully, which is very difficult to do, put them back in the pack. And it would be a surprise to my mom, of course, you know, and she would be so appreciative that I was worried about her welfare.
0: Yeah. Worried about her. So she takes
1: out her cigarette and she sees the line on it and what the hell is this? And I proudly (laughs) explained it. And then she laid into me that no, six-year-old kid is going to tell me what to do and yep yeah and I remember thinking oh I get that didn't go quite the way that I thought it would
0: so <laughs> yeah we did not see eye to eye on the whole smoking issue no. that's
1: Well, one sure. nobody you know yeah. that was back kids are seen and not heard and you know you weren't yeah. you weren't to have an opinion about it.
0: Lucy and Desi were misled in their ads that promoted smoking and all the doctors who they had all kinds of stars promoting and Oh, and I've got,
1: I've got a bunch of old life magazines and it's got Ronald Reagan smoking and Bob Hope and Ted Williams, the baseball player. After a hard baseball game, I can't wait to have a lucky strike or whatever it was.
0: Like, Suck in some christmas. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so, oh, and then the other one, and this was a very selfish fear, but I was convinced that I was never going to be able to drive a car. And I was eight when I had this one. I have a lot of my big, Hmm. my big revelations when I'm eight, by the way. I realized that that's when Hmm. I hit my peak, which is Hmm. a little tragic. But (laughs) so I would never be able to drive and sobbing. And I remember I used to like to look in the mirror when I cried to see how sad I looked when I cried, which is. Doubly just pathetic, but (laughs) I came out and I told my mom and she said, what are you crying about? I'll give you something to cry about, right? But I said, I'm never going to be able to drive. And she said, of course you are. Why wouldn't you be able? Because by the time I'm 16, everybody will be in spaceships. We're not going to have cars anymore. So... I was convinced, and of course, I think I had a little inspiration from the Jetsons. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh But I was convinced that I, how would I, how sad that I was going to miss out on that.
0: Just miss that whole little- Yeah. Little- Evolution um, of- Travel thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. so that was- uh, That's interesting. mm -hmm. I was so afraid of breaking limbs, and I think that prevented me from- I didn't climb trees. I think my brother climbed a tree and broke his arm. And that sort of set that fear in motion. And then a guy named John Tinsley, I may have talked about him before when we'd go sledding. It was such a fun thing to go sledding down this huge, almost vertical hill until John Tinsley broke his arm. And I think that prevented me from doing a lot of athletic things. And I survived my whole life without breaking anything until three years ago. I remember I fractured that fractured my yeah. ankle. But up until then, I, you know, I guess it, I guess it paid off not to take a risk playing, you know, doing fun things. Yeah. Being so sedentary might, totally yeah, paid off. Yeah. That's, I think so. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, did your mom ever tell you to be
0: careful or to, like that? Was she ever worried about you doing things? No, my I don't remember that. Possibly, possibly, but I had a younger brother and sister and they were very athletic and very active. I just think in my mind, doing risky things equals broken limbs. Hmm. And I kind of stuck with that
1: for my whole life. Well, it's a good thing you didn't go into the mob <laughs> business because that would be risky. You could get some broken mm. limbs. Yeah,
0: it's a good thing I didn't do any of those counterfeit deals I no. was approached about. Yeah. I did have a weird... Th- this isn't a fear so much, but I can't be around ticking clocks. <laughs> Why? Is this Is this abnormal <laughs> yeah, at all? Yeah, we might want to get this assessed. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I mean, do other people not have this issue? <laughs> well, when I when I was a kid, and I'm talking pretty young, I I got a really high fever. I don't know uh, when it was exactly, but I got a really high fever, and I think I was hallucinating. I'm pretty sure I was at a point where I was hallucinating, and I had a ticking clock in my room, and I was sort of dreaming, half dreaming, half waking. This sort of hallucination dream figment where the... embarrassed to tell you that. <laughs> now you must. <laughs> uh, okay. So Dennis the Menace, you know, there was a cartoon uh, yeah. comic that uh, yeah. Dennis the Menace and his father, you know, that was a very popular comic that ran in the papers. And when I heard this ticking in my altered state, I saw Dennis the Menace's father scooping up sand off the beach and shoveling it into Dennis the Menace's mouth. And it was right on the beat. It was scoop, poor scoop. Poor scoop, poor right along with the ticking clock, and I woke up just so horrified that poor Dennis the Menace was just getting full of sand and couldn't breathe, oh. and that stuck with me all the to this day. I cannot be around ticking clocks; it just it sets off something oh, visceral. in my You're going to hate your birthday body. present, my friend. <laughs> sorry, a bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've never been able to sleep with a ticking alarm clock. Because it all. goes right I, there,
1: you go right to that place.
0: That's right. I don't know where I got that from, but but the other thing at night, this really sort of is a fear. When I was really little, I had horrible vision, and I think this was probably before people knew I had horrible vision. Mm-hmm. And there was a clock not a ticking one this time, but a clock in my room. And I think it had a, like a glowing light or a couple of glowing lights, maybe for the minute hand and the hour hand. And in my bad vision, I just saw these two glowing lights that I thought were eyeballs watching me at night. Yeah, And that freak me out.
1: I can relate to that because I as well had horrible vision and I had to sleep with the closet closed because if it was open I could see something but I couldn't quite Mm. make out what it was and it was definitely monsters or I don't know what but I still don't like
0: it pitch black and I have to have closets closed I don't. Those monsters still lurking huh? Well I just just in case you know because they can't. And you know closing the doors does prevent them from coming out Yeah well because I don't know
1: that they have opposable thumbs so they can't Ah, turn the knob mm, is what I was that's what I was thinking but yeah the bad vision thing that plays into a lot of fears and the same well I think we talked about that another time you know looking up at the sky and not being able to see the stars or and maybe Mm -hmm. that's where that you know I could only see the the moon and the sun I could see the big things but yeah
0: Maybe could I thought, been. if a,
1: gosh, if I could see that, and it's just hanging there in the sky, I don't know. It's all tied together somehow. All
0: right, this one's a real fear. Where I lived, it was like a duplex. I, we lived on the top floor, and the bottom floor we rented out as an apartment for the first few years we lived there. And so the basement just opened to the outside. As years went on, we and the people downstairs moved out. We built a staircase. It be, it became one single family home. But until that time, there was a base. That had the laundry room in it, and it just opened to the outdoors. And one time, my mom went in there, and she was doing laundry. And of course, the furnace is in there, the washer and dryer mm-hmm. in there. And she saw a snake in there. And I knew from then on, every time I went into that basement, from then on, even after we had the staircase built and it was all enclosed and it didn't go to the outdoors, I just knew there were snakes in the back there.
1: Oh, so kind of Indiana Jones. He was terrified of snakes. So you- yeah, pretty much. Well, that yeah. is a real fear. I mean, I.
0: Yeah. And it kept me out of doing laundry, too. So there was a a bonus.
1: (laughs) Uh, Or becoming a snake charmer that was out of the...
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a career choice on the horizon. No.
1: Well, I'm glad you shared those with me, Marty.
0: (laughs) Now, I also, and this is a legitimate fear, too. To this day, I have a fear of barking dogs or Barking dogs that are running toward me. But when I was 12, the little puppy who lived at the house next door and all the kids in the neighborhood, it was just a tiny little cute puppy and we all played with it. And one day it had a fit, like a rabies fit, and died. And all the kids in the neighborhood had to get rabies shots in our stomach. And, you know, this wasn't even a scary dog, it was a little puppy. But from then on, and then I got attacked by another dog when I was older and it tore up my arm. So, yeah, not big on the barking, running dogs. Wow. Yeah. And I think that's a legitimate fear, and I'm hanging on to it for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's just weird that there would be. I guess when we were kids, we did have to be afraid of
0: rabies. Like, you wouldn't hear about that now. That's true. Well, uh, this puppy was too young to get rabies shots. And we lived, you know, we had woods behind our house, you know, so there was, you know, other animals living there that could have obviously must have bit this little puppy. Oh, Yeah, this isn't a funny story. I didn't say it would be funny. I just no, said it, I, it, it legitimizes any fears I want to harbor
1: yeah, to, I, you I, know, with forever you and ever. Yeah. I'm with you
0: on that. Now, did you, I remember reading in fourth grade that agriculture would not sustain human growth, Mm -hmm. that we'd be running out of food. However, I also learned in fourth grade that there was a perfectly logical and available solution in that. Soylent green. I don't know what's that. Oh, you don't know Soylent Green? It was a movie with I think it was Charlton Heston, and they've run out of food, and Mm. so they have to start eating people. Oh, I I didn't go there. No, fourth grade we didn't learn that.
1: (laughs) No, but I was just thinking maybe it came out. It would have been
0: a more interesting class
1: though. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, but
0: no, we in this class we learned that seaweed had all the nutrients that we needed, and that we could cultivate seaweed and feed Earth population. That there was plenty of seaweed, and I thought, well, great that problem solved. And then I thought, who wants to eat seaweed? <laughs> not knowing, of course, as an adult, I'd be eating seaweed. But yeah, you know, <laughs> at the time, I thought, yeah, that's a great solution, but doesn't quite work for me. Yeah, it seems dirty or something.
1: Not dirty, hot, just dirty, like just seaweed. Just like seems, not very appetizing. Mm, no. Yeah. uh uh-uh, uh-uh. But
0: you know, if it's all you've got to eat, I suppose it would come to that.
1: Yeah. Even though, I mean, I didn't eat fish. And my mother said, if that was all there were on the earth, you would eat it. And I said, no, I wouldn't. And <laughs> you know we argued about that but i think my grandfather had some kind of really scary stories about and and his it always involved math you know well Oof. if if the population is growing by x number then by this year mm-hmm. there won't there'll be too many people on the planet and there won't be enough food and there won't be enough water and of course, here we are almost yeah, there, right? Yeah, um, we are.
0: Yeah, really.
1: But it was, you know, those kinds of things are terrifying. But I'm going to stick with tidal waves, I think.
0: Yeah. No, that's a good one. Not so much in Colorado. I don't think you have to worry there now that you're in Colorado. No,
1: here we just have to worry that they're, you know. Oh,
0: avalanches and flooding. Tornadoes. From, and, and, oh, tornadoes. Yeah. Okay. And, and wildfires. But, but yeah, I would to stop that, the worrying about the tidal, tidal waves. Yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll. You're right. Yeah. But there is a big range of mountains like right outside my window, and I'm not quite sure what's on the other side. I think it's Utah, mm. but I'm not certain. <laughs> so I'm going to, I got to hang on to it.
0: Yeah, we, speaking of things not to be afraid of anymore. The one thing that I didn't worry about that seems crazy now is I've never worried about anybody breaking into our house. We left the front door open. We never locked our cars. You know, I mean, at night, I think they would turn the lock on the door. But you know, we would come home from school, the door, the house would be open. Yeah, nobody, we never thought twice about somebody breaking. Oh in. Oh,
1: my gosh, isn't that crazy? And you wouldn't dare do that. now? No, no, nope. nobody would.
0: So what we've concluded is that we can still be afraid of snakes in the, um, I couldn't think of the word basement. Okay. So I think what we figured out. We're also out afraid is- of strokes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
1: That's true. Now I'm afraid. Yeah. If we yeah. talked about, that might be a fun thing to wrap up. Like, okay. So we've talked about what we were afraid of as kids, but now, oh, yeah. you know, afraid of breaking my hip stepping off the curb.
0: So I think in looking at this list of fears, I think there are some that are totally legitimate to hang on to, like snakes in our basement. If the door opens to the outside, not necessarily if it's just in your house, I'm going to hang on to ticking clocks. It's not really a fear, but I still can't stand it. So I'm going there. I'm really still afraid of breaking my limbs. And I think that's a legitimate fear, the more time that passes. And I'm not afraid of eating seaweed anymore. I think that that I can let go of. And I am hoping that not having a bomb shelter is not going to be an issue. I'm not going to worry about that. Mm. Barking dogs that are running at me with saliva dripping down their faces, I'm still (laughs) going to stay away from that. Yeah. (laughs) And smoking, yeah, I'll stay away from that. I think there's some things that are still valid to hang on to, but some not so much. I'm not going to worry about the clock that glows at night. Well, I would like to
1: see your fears and raise them uh, because all of mine are ridiculous. And you're, you have some valid ones, but oh,
0: really? mine... Oh, don't tell yeah. me that. That scares me.
1: <laughs> well, no, it does. But I mean, I tidal
0: waves, that's not going to happen. Mm. But I can the worry sun... about that if I want, depending on where. You can, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. being
1: in, in California. Yeah. But the sun's not going to fall out of the sky. And if it does, my mom's advice was correct, right? I mean, I won't. I won't know. So I, and that's not worth it. The whole, I did learn how to drive, so that Mm,
0: can cross that one off the list. Yeah.
1: Both my parents are dead, so I don't need to worry about that. Mm, that Valid
0: point. Mine too. Yeah. So
1: I, uh, earthquakes i don't have where i live so i think that
0: most of mine are they've taken care of themselves i, I realize that i seem to now have taken on some of your fears like i'm still going to worry about tidal waves and earthquakes thanks a lot sherry i wasn't worried about those before
1: well i'd like someone I, i'd like to pass the baton to someone
0: well because, here i am All you right know, i'm your gal yeah so I just so, want you to be aware of ticking clocks from now on. To is, in fairness, and now I will. Yeah, yeah, that's and I don't want to picture Henry Mitchell. Henry Mitchell shoveling snow in Dennis. We're saying. I mean, where'd snow come from? I'm. Colorado. I'm afraid of snow too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know that.
1: That's why you won't come here. <laughs> All right. Well, that I feel better. I feel like this was almost like a therapy session. Yeah, yeah. I think we really worked things out. I just
0: hope we didn't bring up underlying fears in the people who are listening to oh, us. Oh, like trigger yeah. folks? Could yeah. Be. Could be. Yeah, yeah.
1: That would be it could be. Mine were traumatic. <music>
0: If you manage to survive your biggest childhood fears, share them with the rest of us on our Just Jiggle the Handle Facebook page. We
1: don't want to be the only ones who had ludicrous ideas as kids. Yeah, our biggest fear now is that no one else did. Meanwhile, be afraid of missing something fun if you don't join us again for
0: Just Jiggle the the Handle.
1: Handle.